Welcome back in to Small Talk with Sims, short segments presented to you by the Hitstick Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Chris, not the quarterback, Sims, here to finish everything off and round things out on my sophomore class review. Today, we will be touching base on all of the quarterbacks and the tight ends to discuss from the 2020 rookie class. We'll be closing everything out with the 2020 rookie class and bridging ourselves into the 2021 rookie class as we have a lot of fun and exciting things on tap for you. I'm going to be doing a pre-draft rookie ranking show a little bit later on this week. And then on top of that, following next week and uh, taking things into draft week, our draft, the week of the NFL draft, we're going to have a full podcast. That's everybody. Ryan back in the booth, set it back in the booth, where we talk about our favorite landing spots for these rookies after this draft. So a lot of fun, exciting stuff planned for you guys. As always, you know where to find us. Hit Stick Fantasy on Twitter. Hit Stick Fantasy on Instagram. Hit Stick Fantasy on Facebook. Like, subscribe, hit us up, ask us a question, see how we're doing. Let us help you uh, get everything ready, get all geared up to make this championship run in 2021. So, but without further ado, I'm going to get things in here. We're going to close out the sophomore series. We got quarterbacks and tight ends on tap here. We'll be uh, diving into those guys and what we think about those guys moving forward here. And let's start things off plain and simple with the 101 in last year's draft. I'm talking about Joe Burrow, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, where he was taken with the first pick in the draft. And he actually, he looked pretty damn good with that in the beginning of that season, he finished out the year as the QB 25. A lot of that was due to injury. He played only played 10 games in which he scored 190.72 fantasy points. In those games, he had 404 attempts that turned into 264 completions, 2,688 yards, 13 touchdowns compared to five interceptions. He also did a little bit of damage on the ground with 37 attempts for 142 yards, in which he did have three rushing touchdowns. Look, I like Joe Burrow a lot. You know, he he definitely, he looked good over his first 10 games of the season. And when the injury happened, it was very unfortunate. It was very sad to see somebody that was having a phenomenal rookie season the way he was go down with injury. Now, with that being said, As I've highlighted when talking about T. Higgins, we're going to need to monitor the health of Joe Burrow. I don't really know if he's going to be available to go in week one, so that's something you're going to want to watch, especially for you redrafters out there. Uh, But he could be a good bench stash if he's not, because if he's not available for week one, he's definitely not going early in drafts. He's definitely going to slip towards the very end of that draft. Um, If you're in any kind of a keeper league, he could be a great throw on the end of your bench there and Hope that he takes off. I I do think he has gotten a little bit overshadowed with the hype and success of other guys in this class, aka Justin Herbert. Where, but we still we saw a great season from Joe Burrow. We did, and I I like the kid a lot. I definitely think that his dynasty value has kind of gotten a little bit of a dip because of the Herbert effect as well. But I still think this kid could be really good. We need to see what Cincinnati does in the draft. I personally would like to see them address the offensive line more than I'd like to see them address the skill position players because I do believe that they have a good arsenal set up already. I like the signing of Thaddeus Moss, bringing him back to Cincinnati to reunite with Joe Burrow. Well, it's his first time in Cincinnati, but you guys know what I'm saying. I love T. Higgins. I've already highlighted that. As much as I don't like Tyler Boyd, I do have to give the guy his props. He is a good possession receiver, and 
he does help Joe Burrow. And then they have other guys there too. Like I have Auden Tate. They have, they can find other options towards the middle rounds of the draft as well to help boost that receiving core. Joe Mixon's still there. I like Samaje P. Ryan to catch passes out of the backfield there as well. There is options on this team to help boost everything. The only thing it's lacking is that offensive line. So I would much prefer see Cincinnati take, use a high pick on one of the best offensive linemen available rather than draft somebody like Jamar Chase. So it's definitely going to be interesting, but I think that Joe Burrow could definitely build on his success in 2020 moving forward in 2021. We're going to have to see a, the health and B what they do. Do they surround him with more weapons? We're going to, it's going to be a very interesting off season. So, but he's someone to monitor. We'll find out, you know, how he's doing closer to training camp and stuff along the lines of that. But I do think that Joe Burrow flashed and we saw a lot of promising we saw a lot of promising prospect in him he's definitely a good quarterback for the NFL so moving forward to my favorite quarterback of this class and I think everybody's favorite quarterback of this class and I'm obviously talking about Herbie fully loaded that's Justin Herbert quarterback for the LA Chargers this was a guy that took the league by storm and just lit the league on fire destroyed the rookie touchdown record. He's played 15 games because he missed the first game after uh, Tyrod had his uh, punctured lung issue. He finished off the year as the quarterback nine with 391.84 fantasy points. This is a phenomenal rookie year. 595 attempts for 396 completions that turned into 4,336 yards, 31 touchdown passes, and only 10 interceptions he also managed to turn 55 rushing attempts into 234 yards an average of 4.25 per carry and he had five rushing touchdowns holy shit Justin Herbert had the full-on rookie breakout I loved everything I saw about this kid and what I loved the most is just the gunslinger mentality of him mixed in with just that pure, I mean, you saw him just utilize his arm, and you saw him utilize the strengths of his team. You saw a guy that was able to pick out what works. He has the mindset of a winner, and he was peppering his best targets or his best options with targets. You saw Keenan Allen getting anywhere between 12 to 19 targets a game, which that's the best option on that team to help them win. You saw when Austin Eckler was on the field, Austin Eckler was seeing a high target share. He knows who the playmakers in his offense is, and he knows how to use them. I'm going to be very curious to see how things go with this new coaching staff. Um, I'm definitely going to be curious to see what the Chargers do in the draft because they did spend they spent a significant amount of money boosting this offensive line in the offseason. They don't really need to draft a lineman in the beginning rounds of that in the beginning of that draft. So I think they could take a star wide receiver or a star offensive playmaking player. I'm definitely going to be intrigued. Now the one there is there is some small negative things about Justin Je- or Justin Herbert here in 2021. The Chargers defense was projected to be phenomenal last year and it suffered a significant amount of injuries and that defense is now back to full strength. They did lose a few pieces, but it's still a very good projected defense. And good defense equals less fantasy offensive production. So I do think there's a little bit of room to be concerned here with it when it comes to Herbie. So that's definitely something to watch out. But with that being said, I 
just this kid passed the eyeball test. I love everything I see. I think he's the real deal in a super flex dynasty league. I think that he is more than worthy of being a first round pick. And if he slips to the second round, you are getting a massive value in Justin Herbert. I love him in redraft. He's a heavy candidate to be one of my hits of the year. I think we're going to see this kid build on his rookie success. And I think that the sky is the limit for him. You're looking at a kid that, I mean, he just reminds me, and this is going to be a crazy comp. Like you guys are, I'm definitely, I'm going a little too far here, but he reminds me of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen mixed together. Now, I don't expect him to put up Patrick Mahomes numbers this year. Pat Mahomes is in a tier of his own. Let's not get that mistaken. But I do love Justin Herbert, and I love the weapons that he has. I love Keenan Allen. I hope they address that receiving room and get another solid option in there for him to throw the ball to in the draft. That's definitely going to boost his value. I love that Austin Eckler's coming back. That's somebody that's great for him to you know, get him out of trouble, dump passes to. He has playmakers, and he can use his legs. So I definitely I think the sky's the limit. This kid is going to be one of my favorite quarterbacks to try and get in this upcoming draft, and he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to go by in Dynasty because he's like 21 years old, so you'll have him for years and years to come. I, I absolutely love Justin Herbert. So moving forward here to Tua Tungdalawela. I'm not pronouncing his name because it's impossible to. But we're talking about Tua, the quarterback for the uh, Miami Dolphins. This was an interesting season for Tua. He... um. I don't know. I'm not convinced Miami really wanted to win games. He only played 10 games that he turned into 155.46 fantasy points. He was the quarterback 32 on the year, 290 attempts for 186 completions, 1,814 yards, turned into 11 touchdowns, and then five interceptions. He had 36 rushing attempts for 109 yards that he turned into 3.3 yards per carry and had three rushing touchdowns. He did not play for the first six, you could say he didn't play until after the bye week. It was after the bye week that they really decided to get him involved. And they kind of kept a leash on him. They didn't really let him, we didn't, we never really got to see what Tua could do. They, you know, when anytime the game was on the line, they'd seem to pull him and put Fitzpatrick back in the game and let him, you know, take the deep shots down the field. It, it was just a very weird season. And who knows if they were protecting him due to the injury that he sustained the year before, or I'm not really sure, but the one thing that I'm, I just, there's so many question marks about him. Now, if I have him in Dynasty, I'm probably going to hold because there definitely is room for him to grow. There's room for him to move up. This was without a doubt a disappointing rookie season for him. Now, when it comes to redraft, I, I don't like him. I don't. I, I think that Miami didn't, I, you know, I'm curious to see what Miami's going to do in this draft. I definitely think they have playmaking options, and, you know, I, I do expect them to take a pass-catching option, whether it be Kyle Pitts or, you know, one of these loaded receivers. But with that being said, you know, they, they went out and signed Will Fuller. I don't think Will Fuller was the wide receiver to get for Tua. Tua does not strike me as the guy that's going to make Will Fuller be utilized to the best of his strengths. They should have went out and tried to get a Juju Smith-Schuster, somebody that's good in the slot. Or somebody like that, you know, or somebody like Kenny G, who could be good in the slot. Granted, I know they did try to get that done, but it just it didn't seem to work. And I don't know. It's going to be super interesting to see what Miami is able to do with Tua in 2021 and how they utilize him. This is another team that also has a phenomenal defense, so they don't really need to have their quarterback throw the ball 40-plus times a game to win games. They can do it without doing that, and they want to run the football. I've totally expect them to address the running back position in the draft it's something I I I, it's going to be very hard for me to not think they walk away with one of the running backs in this class by the end of the draft so I don't know I'm kind of out on him I don't I don't love him I don't love Tua at all he's not 
somebody that I really want to have on my redraft teams. He's not somebody that I'm targeting to trade for. In a super flex league, if you can buy a low on him, there's always a value in getting a starting quarterback. It doesn't matter who they are, especially when they're young and they have potential. So if in a super flex league, if you got an owner that is trying to get out and you can get him for a very low price tag, something like, I mean, if you could get him, I don't think you'd be able to get this done, but if you can get him for like any second round pick at all, you, you would do that. I, I think that'd be a smart move for you to do. But in a one QB league, I don't really love the kid. I don't think that he's going to be somebody. I don't think he's somebody you have to go acquire. I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on him here in 2021 to see if he's able to, you know, improve on that rookie season that he had. But it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting. So there's somebody that I like a lot more, but underneath him actually, and that is uh, Jalen Hurts, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Somebody that. Um, he really, you really got to see him get his feet wet here. It didn't. It wasn't until the end of the year that he started taking over a large percent of the tar, of the snap percentage here as the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. You saw him get in for a play or two here and there, but it wasn't until week 14 that actually week 13 was when uh, Carson Wentz pretty much got the boot. Uh, but he finished off with 113.44 fantasy points, in which he had he was the quarterback 36, 148 passing attempts for 77 completions, 1,061 yards for six touchdowns, and he had four interceptions. That was all done basically in a span of pretty much about five starts. Uh, but the one thing that I do want to highlight on him, 63 rushing attempts for 357 yards for 5.67 a carry and three touchdowns on the ground. I'm very interested in Jalen Hurts in 2021. I'm interested in him, in him in Dynasty. I think that he's a good somebody that you know it's it, he's too hard to buy right now, unfortunately, because it's just it's too you're gonna have to pay too much to get him, and there's still a good amount of question marks with them and with that team. But as I was highlighting about Jalen Rieger in my previous episode, I'm excited to see what Nick Sirianni can do with this team. I think he's a good offensive minded coach and. He's definitely going to get the most out of our hurts with his legs. So I'm going to be, this is a team that I'm going to be very much paying attention to in the NFL draft to see if they can get him some pass catching options to help benefit this team and benefit their quarterback. So if they can get somebody that's good over the middle, I'm not going to talk about who I want to be there because I'm going to save that for the following episode. But I think that's a must for hurts to really hit his full potential here in 2021. But Rushing quarterbacks are a cheat code in fantasy football. That's just the way things are. It's just how the system works. So, and that is, this is somebody that could definitely put up high numbers on the ground. So you factor that in with him having, you know, even if he has a Kirk Cousins like season on as a court as a passing quarterback, that elevated value from his rushing total is going to propel him into at the very least, I'd say a back end QB one. So I think that he's a very interesting. He's one of my favorite late-round quarterbacks coming into 2021, especially because he's somebody that I think you will be able to get in those back-end rounds, and I absolutely love the kid. I'm excited to see how they use him. I think that he's a good quarterback. I, I thought that he was a steal where they got him last year in that draft, and it's going to be – we're going to see how he can build on what he did. But he ended the year on a tear, and I just – I don't think that that was a mistake, especially when you look at how bad that coaching staff was. And now you have a coaching staff in there that I kind of like. So I'm excited about him. I'm going to be looking to snag him in most of my leagues. Uh, if you guys want to watch some highlights on him and see how you feel about him, that's definitely something that, 
you know, could help you make up your mind if you're in or you're out. He's going to be a player that you're going to want to be in or out, but I do think he has a top five ceiling if he can reach his full potential of utilizing his legs and progress as a passer in the NFL. So I love him. I'm going to look for him in a lot of my drafts and uh, moving forward here to quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love. There's not much to talk about him because he didn't play. Um, I don't really like the kid that much, if I'm being completely honest. I, I don't think he sees the field this year with Rodgers um, in a in a one. I, I don't even know if he's a hold anymore in Dynasty. I don't. I mean, if, if you took him, you probably, especially in a startup, you might have invested a decent pick in him. I, I, I don't know. We, have, we don't know anything about him. We've not gotten a chance to see him play. Um, in a super flex league, he does have a shot at starting because he was drafted by this coaching staff so that um, is currently there with the floor. Uh, so I think he's worth holding in a super flex for sure. And, you know, if you're a rebuilding team, he could even be worth stashing on, especially if you have a taxi squad. He could be good putting on there, depending on how your taxi squad works. But obviously in redraft, he's a full-on avoid because I don't think he sees the field, barring an injury to Aaron Rodgers. But basically for dynasty purposes, he's somebody that, if you know, if you believe in him, keep holding him. But if you don't, I, I just don't see a purpose in having him. So I, I don't love him. But anyway... Going forward here, we're going to talk about some tight ends to round out this episode. I'm going to talk about the tight end for the Chicago Bears. I'm talking about Cole Komet. He came in as the rookie, and he was the pretty much the biggest name in last year from tight end from the tight end position. Um, he ended up finishing out. He's, he kind of took things over towards the end of the year when you started to see a real spike in his snap percentage. It was right after the bye week. That's when he started really, really becoming the tight end one there. He did uh, his damage with a 61. He played. Um, he had 61 fantasy points. Was the PPR wide receiver tight end 42, 44 targets for 28 receptions, 243 yards, two touchdowns. He had a yards per target of 5.52, and turned into a yards per catch of 8.68. Now, not a very impressive rookie season, but we saw Jimmy Graham really, really be an effective tight end in this system. And you saw at the end of the year where Komet kind of took that over. I think Komet could be a sneaky tight end in 2021 because they seem to use, I mean, Nagy is coming from Andy Reid, who always utilized tight ends. You know, that's why we were high on Trey Burton a few years ago. That's why we've been high on Granted, He's not really been able to get it done, but how much of it is on Matt Nagy and how much of it on Mitch Trubisky? You know, that that's a question that definitely needs to be answered. I don't love Matt Nagy by any means. I don't think he's a phenomenal coach, but I do like the way they use tight ends in this system. And I think Cole Komet's somebody that's going to slip through the cracks here come draft day. And it's somebody you can get late that has a chance to break out. Now there's definitely guys I like ahead of him. One that I'm going to talk about here in a minute, but he's got, he looked good and he, opportunity is everything, and that's something I project him to see. We're going to have to see what – this is another team, you know, that we're going to have to definitely watch what they do with their pass-catching options in the NFL draft. If they bring in a star receiver, that'll change some things. But I like Darnell Mooney to step up into the wide receiver too, and I like Cole Komet to command some more targets. Uh, moving forward to a guy that I like a little bit more than Cole Komet, and I'm talking about tight end for the New Orleans Saints, Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman became a dynasty ad sensation when we found out that the Saints pretty much cut bait on every tight end they had except for him. Jared Cook, out the window. Everybody, gone. Uh, he didn't really do much last year. He only had 39.10 points where he was the PPR while tight end 57. Uh, 16 targets, but those were 15 receptions. He only, dropped, he only didn't catch one ball. 171 yards, 
uh, 10.69 yards per target and an 11.4 yards per catch, one touchdown. Why do I love Adam Troutman? Here's why. The dude is 6'6", and he weighs 253 pounds. He is a beast. If you watch the highlight reel of him in college, he is a damn good tight end, especially in the passing game. And there's nobody else there. And Sean Payton has always utilized tight ends. That's something that we've always seen Sean Payton be effective with. Sean Payton loves to get his tight ends involved, loves to throw to them, and make them high pass catching options. I mean, the Saints have had a top eight tight end for I can't even remember how long. Jared Cook has been fantasy relevant. We've seen a lot of great things from him. So I like this kid a lot. I think he's going to be a redraft steal. He's one of my favorite breakout options. I like him a lot more than Komet. It's not even a little bit. It's a lot more. And I think in Dynasty, he's a great buy low, if you can even convince them to sell anymore, because now that the cat's out of the bag, that there's nobody, he's the only game in town, he's a pretty hard buy. But I definitely like the kid. I think there's a lot of potential for Adam Troutman to progress and become a great tight end in the league. And then moving forward here to uh, Devin Asiasi, tight end for the New England Patriots, uh, not somebody that I'm really crazy about. I just I don't think that this team is going to utilize tight end. I wouldn't even be surprised to see them take another tight end this year because the two that they took last year just didn't seem to be working. Uh, he he only scored in 11, 11 points last year. This is not really somebody that should be on your radar. He should not be owned, even in a dynasty format, unless your league is just super deep. And, yeah, he's better off just left on the waiver wire, but somebody that is an excellent stash, especially in a dynasty league and might even as soon as this year break out is tight end for the Cleveland Browns, Harrison Bryant. I love Harrison Bryant. I think that Harrison Bryant is a great player and he's probably the best tight end on their team in all honesty. So I would be stashing him if you could. And um, he's definitely, we'll see what they do this year with Njoku. It's going to be interesting to see how they, get that tight end set involved. But we do know Kevin Stefanski loves to utilize his two tight end sets. So it's definitely somebody that I'm watching. If you can buy him cheap right now and you're a rebuilding team, I love Harrison Bryant going forward. And he's definitely a a player I want on my rosters. Um, I don't know how much redraft value he'll have, but he, he's an interesting dynasty guy to say the least. So, but that's going to round things out here for my 2020 sophomore review as always, you guys know where to find me at uh, Hitstick Fantasy on Twitter, Hitstick Fantasy on Facebook, Hitstick Fantasy on Instagram. Like, subscribe, do everything that you guys do. You can find me directly at THTSIMSKID15 on Twitter. And uh, we'll be tuning in here on Thursday for a rookie pre draft ranking show. Thanks again for listening, and you guys have a great night.